Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pequenel. I'm not Luke. He's on holiday, but I am joined by the hardest woman, working woman, the hardest woman. Jesus Christ, it's it's been a long day. I'm with the hardest working woman in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. Hi, Denise. I am here. Hello. Welcome. By the way, I finally realized that I've been listening to the pronunciation of your last name incorrectly. This whole time I thought it was Quinnell, not oh, Quinnell. Everyone does. Everyone does. Everyone thinks yeah. it's Quinnell. Before, before they hear me say it, if they see it written down, they're like, oh, it's Quinnell. Yeah. But no. your your name is a lot easier to pronounce, though. I will say that. Than, than what? Than Adam's last name. I can't say his last name. Like what, I, should, I can't freaking say it. I can't get the end. Like, it's brutal for me. So, like, <laughs> I literally just want to call him, like, Blampley or something. <laughs> yeah, that's much better. See, the thing yeah. is, it's just, it's just Blump and then the letters E-A. That's it. Blump E-A. Blump, yay. Like B-L-O-M-P. Blump. Blump. <laughs> and then yay. So, oh my god, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> I've been struggling forever. It was it's so embarrassing. We should we should be nice to Adam because he's not feeling very well today. He's been a bit ill. So he's, he's still, he can, is he still yeah. ill from the last time? Yeah, so he's no he's got a bit of like food poisoning uh, the last time. Yeah, few days. he had he mm. had food poisoning. Oh man, yeah, because that was supposed, yeah. he was supposed to be on a show with us. When was it on Tuesday? So he's been sick mm-hmm. since then. Oh man, yeah. poor Adam. Yeah, because he thought he was over it, and like yesterday, he was like, "Oh, I'm totally cool." And then today, he's like, "I'm not cool." Oh no. Um, so eat? yeah. Uh, I honestly, I don't know. I, I think he said because he was feeling better. He ordered a uh, takeout yesterday night, and I was like, "Adam, <laughs> yeah, you gotta go eat." Yeah. <laughs> start like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that sucks. Yeah. But he, yeah, he on the bright side, he'll lose a lot of weight. That's the only yeah. bright side of being sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he's thinking of that. <laughs> That's um, what I used to think about when I got sick. I'd be like, yeah, yeah I'm going to lose some weight. 
Sounds real healthy, Denise. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's for like 24 hours, because I'll gain it all back. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him earlier. He came into the office because it's just me in the office today. But Adam came in and it was just like, like he hadn't done like his hair properly. It was all like across his face. And he came and he was like, <sighs> I was like, Adam, are you okay, mate? He's like, no, my stomach's hurting again. I was like, oh, Adam. How sad. <laughs> Poor like, Adam. I, I need to record a voiceover, so I'm going to do that and go home. I was like, okay, you do that, mate. Aww. Oh, that is very <laughs> sad. I feel so bad for him. Yeah, so everyone go send nice messages to Adam on Twitter and also yeah. tell him that I sent you so I can feel good about it as well. That's how it yeah, works, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's how it works. Perfect. Yeah. Um. Let's let's go into the main portion of this show. We're going to be talking about Cody and Ring of Honor and also Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee and AEW and Ring of Honor and what's going on with Cody because he's WWE and not WWE and all that stuff. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Here's the show. That's right. You know what it's time for. It's a Team Panisse reunion. Hell yeah. Woo! We Team Panisse, we're back. Panice, we're back. I, hey, I like, we were really liked by the people. I think we even made Luke Owen <laughs> feel really bad. He said that we were a popular duo from what I heard. And yeah. he said he even felt a little bad about it. I was like, well, too bad, Luke. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, we're great. Um, I've just got, I'm just going to have this on the screen the whole time. Just Oh my God, Panice that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you really i love how you like you were the one that came up with the name you were the one mm -hmm. that's been like marketing it and branding it i mean like i gotta give you all the credit in the world for this <laughs> i i truly believe in this brand denise that's what it is yeah you, know, you I do so i love it. About it we need to have yeah. like a t-shirt or something team panis i will definitely wear that <gasps> Although, in public it'd be interesting to see who would wear it in public though <laughs> can you imagine well it's like two difficult conversations right the first one is like why do you have a shirt that says panice and then the <laughs> other one could be like let's say the person explains it right like oh, i'm a wrestling fan two why are you a wrestling fan <laughs> you see it does it's not gonna go well either way it's 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 a double barrel t-shirt it's perfect yes. um anyway uh send in your ultra chats for stuff that we're going to be talking about today to wrestletalk.com forward slash support because today we're talking all about cody because i was so set this week denise i was so set i was like okay huge news AEW's bought ring of honor that's totally what we're going to be talking about on the friday show nothing can get bigger than that right and then we had vince mcmahon on the pat mcafee show and i was like right got it set we're going to be talking about vince mcmahon on the pat mcafee show ain't nothing going to be bigger than that and then we've got a new report today of more stuff about cody he can't stop being in the bloody news that man so let's Jesus. go this quick little timeline of what's happened with cody since he's been all in the news so he reportedly left aew it was announced on february 15th i think uh that he and brandy Rhodes were leaving aew which first things first that was bananas that was bonkers no one saw that coming a million miles away so that was crazy in and of itself then shortly afterwards we got reports from places like wrestling observer radio saying that he was in talks with wwe to return soon they wanted him in like a big feature match at wrestlemania uh the quote from observer radio saying it was definitely something that was talked about uh in certain circles about the potential of something happening ariel helwani confirmed that he uh, cody and wwe were in talks so it really seemed like they were all pushing for cody to return to wwe before long then we got a new report from cassidy hands of today 
uh, not today, sorry, this might have been yesterday or the day before, uh, saying that those conversations have since fizzled out between Cody and WWE. So maybe the return might not be happening for Cody. Uh, also noted in that same report from uh, Cassidy Hens of Body Sandonet saying that uh, one source indicated that there is hope that Cody can be brought back into the AEW fold. The idea was floated to me that there might be a possibility again with a new role involving the Ring of Honor acquisition. What's happening with okay. Cody? So Denise? read that last part again. Sorry, read the last part about right. that report. No. One source indicated that there is hope that Cody can be brought back into the AEW fold. The idea was floated to me that there might be a possibility again with a new role involving the Ring of Honor acquisition. All right. So how are you feeling about this in terms of this like report? I usually no I'll idea. be honest with you. Like legit, I go like to my go-to sources. So like not mm -hmm. no, excuse me, not my go-to like my good my go-to like resources when it comes to wrestling news. Mm -hmm. I usually wait for like either Sean or Dave to like mm -hmm. confirm or report. So like for me, it's like until like they like provide some, uh, you know, information on that. That's when I think I'll really be like, you know, believing this mainly because it's like, okay, well, one of the things that I recall Sean talking about within the last like couple of strings that streams that we've done is that, okay, so if you remember that Sports Illustrated Justin Barrasso report was really the meaty one. That was the one that I think had a lot of information where it was like, oh, Cody Rhodes is definitely going to WWE. He's reportedly going. Uh, it said something along the lines of, oh, he's expected to start doing this as of so. And so it was a very meaty report, but like it had like a lot of uh, information, right? So I was like, mm, okay. And since then, uh, one of the things that Sean mentioned was like, it's been like eerily quiet. That was the thing that he said mm -hmm. on one of our shows. And he's right. It has been eerily quiet. Like we haven't heard anything. And I think it would be very, um, it would be very naive of us to think that the seat, that the Tony Khan ring of honor deal hasn't somewhat, you know, maybe influenced decision-making. Let's just say that, Cody hasn't signed with WWE. Let's just say that, right? Uh, I do think that there could be a possibility of like, hey, you know what? Maybe this didn't work out with AEW. You never know. Cody Rhodes could be, I mean, Tony Khan could be like, hey, like, I know this didn't work out with AEW. Guess what? I just wrap up this business deal. You know, now the announcement has been made. How do you feel about so-and-so and so? That could be a thing. Now, let's say he's already signed with WWE, like that report that report uh, somewhat indicated. Then maybe I would be like, okay, that's not out of the question. But, I mean, that's out of the question. But it's like we don't know for sure just yet whether or not what his – what where he's at in progress with that WWE uh, – signing if he is signing with wwe because it was just like i think it's just been like so weird like honestly this whole entire thing and, and i don't know how do you feel like when nothing's being said do you feel it's because a lot of stuff is being worked on or do you think because it's already been worked on i honestly don't know what to think anymore because i think literally cody leaving AEW has completely thrown me through a loop because if someone told me before it was happening be like by the way cody's gonna leave aw no he's not idiot like there's no way he can leave and then he left and now i'm like well anything can happen at this point cody could go back to aew he could run ring of honor he could go he could go to wwe he could do anything at this point and i'll be like all right sure wrestling weird stuff happens in wrestling i have no idea um but it is interesting that you did mention 
waiting to to hear about some more uh, known sources out there that you normally rely on. Because uh, Dave Meltzer did note in the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, he kind of contradicted this report saying that the reality is at this moment, creative in WWE is working on stuff for Cody. And unless it fails, uh, unless it falls through, it would be soon. So according to Dave Meltzer, the idea is he is still going to be going to WWE at some point and creative is already working on stuff for him. But it, we're just we're getting these conflicting reports about the whole Ring of Honor thing, which is kind of throwing everyone through a whole loop this whole week. Exactly. Um, and here's yeah. the thing, too, that we got to think about, Pete. It's like you already have Tony Khan that, uh, you know, he, obviously, you know, people they have rich people. They have people that help them out with things. But Tony Khan is very hands-on with AEW, okay? We already know this. He's hands-on with AEW. He's running, you know, Dynamite. you got Rampage. On top of, you know, AEW, you've got Dark, Dark Elevation. Then he's got his responsibilities with the Jaguars. Okay, then you've got, there's the soccer team. I'm not really sure what his role is there, so I'm not going to say anything about that. But regardless, that's a thing. And then on top of this, can you imagine, like, you know, adding Ring of Honor too, like that's that's a lot for one person to kind of like oversee a lot. Now, granted, I don't know what his bandwidth is. And uh, so you can imagine that obviously Ring of Honor is not going to be, I'm assuming in his eyes, at the same level as, you know, Dynamite or, or you know, his, his, you know what he's doing with AEW, right? So you're going to need somebody there that can basically help represent your vision of what you want and to do with the company and, you know, basically help run things, right? Like your very own, uh, you know, Triple H when, you know, to your Vince McMahon uh, for like yeah. NXT and whatnot. So it is going to be interesting more so because we still don't know the direction in which Tony Khan is really headed with Ring of Honor. Like is Ring of Honor, I mean, from the looks of it, from everything that we know so far, it's looking like Ring of Honor is going to be like uh, – you know, it's going to obviously they're going to have shows, etc. But how is he going to see this? Are they going to, you know, add all of these AEW talent? Is it going to be like an extension of what you see with like Rampage, but like Ring of Honor instead? Is it going to be like some people were saying the developmental? Like, what is it going to be? We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. So are, are they going to do a Ring of Honor versus AEW? Like there's so many different directions that uh, Tony could go in with this. So I do think that really until we know that plus someone's got to be overseeing that you know mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and you, you'd think that cody would actually be a, a good person to oversee that if tk did want to bring cody back for this new ring of honor role if that is a legit thing you'd think cody would actually be a decent person to do it because he was having at the initial stages of AEW. reportedly he was trying to do more stuff behind the scenes he was part uh, promoter part booker part like just getting to know all like the production side of things so if maybe he wants to get more experience doing that because the report was after he left AEW, one of the things that kind of like uh, a conflict between him and TK was that he wanted to do more of that side of things. So maybe Tony Khan's like, okay, you can do that, but not for AEW. You can do it over here for Ring of Honor and that's fine. Um, so maybe he can kind of like delegate that off to, to Cody and Cody can still kind of fulfill that uh, fantasy that he has of still wanting to be a booker. That was the interesting too, because if you remember, it was that uh, again that Sports Illustrated role where mm -hmm. he basically said something along the line uh, the lines of you know him not being creatively in terms of like Tony Khan had all the booking decisions and creative decisions. Like at the end of the day, it was his say what he does, right? And so one of the things that I remember like that was a big discussion was how are you going to go from a place where you were at least an EVP and had some sort of say to WWE where from the looks of it, you're not going to have any say. Like, come on, let's be real. But there was in that report too, it also said that 
Cody Rhodes was going to have a different relationship with the writing team. Now, I don't know what the hell that means, but um, so for me, like, I remember thinking, like, how do you go from a position of, hey, I got some power, maybe not a ton of power, but you got some power, right? To a position where you might not have that same kind of power. Yeah, I I don't know how that transition would go because I don't know whether it's going to be a, I feel like it would get into really dangerous territory if they kind of went the, you know, the Hulk Hogan, the WCW route where you kind of give Cody a little bit of creative control and stuff like that. Because that is recipe for disaster. I mean, that that's what Tony Khan really like reeled in on at the start of it. Because he was like, at the start of AEW, you had all the different EVPs like having their say in a lot of their stuff. And TK just went, actually, no, I'm going to take over everything reportedly i should point out um he's actually no i'm gonna take over everything do all the booking all that stuff and i think that has resulted in a more like streamlined direction for aew so i don't know whether cody is gonna want some of that back with his wwe deal maybe he has yeah like you said a stronger relationship with the writers or has some sort of say over his character or whatever but you know that feels like dangerous territory for for cody to have that level of power again because we've seen historically people who have that kind of power don't necessarily use it right (laughs) <laughs> they, they they might you know take things into their own hands when that doesn't work for them brother and all that stuff um but uh interestingly you mentioned about like we don't know what they're they're going to be using the the ring of honor thing for um as part of the same report from uh cassidy henzer of uh body slam uh saying just almost as an aside as part of this same report uh i've got a quote here saying that Um, When asking around about the sale of Ring of Honor and plans for the company going forward, sources confirmed to me that internal plans call for AEW to utilize Ring of Honor as a developmental territory of sorts. Additionally, it was said that main roster AEW talent will be dipping into the Ring of Honor uh, Honor brand on occasion. So obviously it's the same report, same source as we mentioned before, um, but that is another indication of something that maybe AEW will be doing with Ring of Honor, which is something that people have speculated on quite a lot. It seems like a natural kind of like feeder system into AEW, which is probably better than the feeder system they've got now, which is waiting for NXT stars to be released, which, you know, not so quite we'll the same. see what happens because <laughs> Ring of Honor has already announced the TV date on April 10th following that mm-hmm. Supercard show. So it's like, yeah. that'll be a very, very, well, the Supercard show will be, I think, an indication of where they might be headed, but definitely yeah. that first taping will be a major indication. Absolutely, yeah. And, you know, obviously we know some some things about that Supercard of Honor show. The most important being, of course, that Denise is going to be on it. Um. <laughs> I was trying to know Sally. I was like, yeah, just here. By the way, like I look super great in that graphic. And look at me right now. Like, I look like, shoot. I, I literally did not sleep. I woke up. I woke up literally at 4 a.m. because my fiance was making too much noise. And then I couldn't go back to sleep. So get this, Pete. You almost mm-hmm. didn't have a co-host. I fell asleep. So I ordered food. Okay. I ordered food Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm going to be up bright and early. I got my food. I even like went outside, picked it up. I put it on the table and I said, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to sleep until seven. I'll have a whole hour to eat and get ready. Mm -hmm. Well, I put my table, my food down. I closed my eyes and magically I woke up at 745. Magically. And I looked at the, I think it was even like 7.46. And I was like, oh my God, the show. And I got up and I was like, I gotta go get ready. And I started getting ready like as much as I could. And then afterwards I like, I'm drinking cold coffee because it was literally (laughs) sitting there on the table. And then I ordered this like egg white sandwich. It tasted like ass, okay? (laughs) It was horrible. I took three bites and they were the most depressing three bites of my life, okay? Do not get the egg white sandwich there. Sorry, Starbucks. 
Wait, egg whites? Wait. So what, it was like, yolks? no, it was, you don't know what egg whites are? <laughs> like the egg whites, like I love egg whites, right? But the sandwich uh-huh. wasn't good. It was like egg whites, the, sa- the, the egg whites, the cheese, turkey bacon, which stinks so bad, but. And then it had like a, a little wheat muffin thing. And so I took out the turkey bacon because it stank. So I tried to cool. eat like the egg whites with the cheese and the bread. It was all right, but it, no, it wasn't all right. I, it was horrible. <laughs> it was not good. <laughs> all of those things, I feel like, don't go together. They that, do, this, though. Baffling. You guys it's not do these kinds of sandwiches over there? Do you not have no. like egg? No, Wait, hold the phone. Hold the freaking phone. You don't have egg sandwiches with like bacon. Cheese. Like, you can mix you, it in. You can put sausage. Can. Like a sausage McMuffin, right? Sh- sure. Yeah. But not like, I don't know. All of those things that like a, all of the, the things that you just mentioned going together in the thing with like, with like the turkey bake, egg whites in particular. What's yeah, wrong with the other part of the sure. egg? Because they're a healthy alternative. Are they? Yes. Well, they're healthier than just egg you? whites versus just the regular eggs. It's a thing. You have egg whites everywhere. I swear to God. I swear to God. Like, go here, go places. You'll find a bunch of egg white stuff. Chick Fil A has like a whole egg white like menu for their breakfast. I, we don't. All have, of the places do. We don't have Chick Fil A, so oh, that's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're oh. we're only just getting like Taco Bell over here. Like that's only just coming over now. So give it a little bit and then maybe we'll get some more, you know? Great. It could be a nice little <laughs> unhealthy American. <laughs> I've had, we've actually had in like my group chat with my friends, because we've had a Taco Bell that's opened up relatively near where we live. Uh, so we've been having like reviews of Taco Bell being like, oh my God, Taco Bell, this is a crazy thing. And then they got it and be like, it's all right. <laughs> well, I can't imagine what the Taco Bell is going to taste like over there. I'm sorry, but I would be very – I would try it just to compare it to our Taco Bell. I've been eating Taco Bell my entire life. Like chalupas, mm-hmm. chicken chalupas, are you kidding me? I love them. But I, I like Taco Bell, and I'm Mexican, and I like Taco Bell. <laughs> I know it's garbage, though. I, I don't call it Mexican food, though. People, no. like, people say, like, oh, it's Mexican food. No, it's not. It's literally, like, drive through stuff. But yeah. it's still good, like, if you like junk. I like junk. Well, yeah, obviously. But the thing is, though, I, I don't mind a McDonald's every now and then, but I don't really consider it food. It's not it's not really food, is it? It's it's, it's 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 barely passable as food at this point. It's got basically nothing in it that's actually like has any sort of nutritional value. Right. It's don't just it's, my chicken nuggets, bro. I mean. OK, I'm not going to diss your chicken nuggets. I'll just think Thank about you. missing them instead. <laughs> Ten-piece chicken nuggets dipped in barbecue. Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dispute that. They are, they are very good. They just have no nutritional value whatsoever. Basically, not food. Anyway, I feel like we've got and a little bit. Yeah, of I feel like there. all the UK people are gonna be like, "Uh, oh, Denise is disgusting." <laughs> disgusting <laughs> thing. Right. People love the chicken nuggets over here. Don't you worry. That's that's still very much a thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We got sidetracked away from the hole topic of Cody and Ring of Honor and everything, uh, but we should probably transition into just talking about, like, the actual Ring of Honor acquisition from AEW, because that's a thing that also happened this week. Um, what did you think of the the announcement that Tony Khan did on, on AEW? What do you think of him taking in the company? What do you think is going to happen to it? Give us your thoughts, Denise, because oh, me Jesus. and Ollie spoke about it on the AEW review yesterday. But. Well, Pete, I will tell you this, like, and honestly, I had no idea that this big announcement was somewhat going to, like, impact my life. I had yeah. no idea. I was just yeah. chilling. I, I, there was little things that I started to piece together, like just in my mind by myself, you know, you know, little things that happen, right. Where you're like, mm-hmm. when I saw these, you know, people basically saying, oh, he's going to buy ring of honor. I just, at first I thought, hmm, probably not. Right. And then afterwards there was little things that happened where I just thought, you know what? There's an there's a chance that he could buy Ring of Honor, but I didn't think mm-hmm. too much about it. I kind of just, you know, didn't think too much about it. But then afterwards, when the announcement was made, I thought, holy sh**. Like, you know, I was an- announced. That's one. That's one. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> hey, I got to say, Ollie didn't get mad last time. So I feel like if Ollie didn't get mad, Luke cannot get mad. No one can get mad anymore. Ollie get, got mad at me for saying both yesterday on the AEW review. Oh, wait, who? Ollie got yeah. mad at you? Ollie got mad at me. Yeah. Oh, he didn't get mad at me. doesn't have the same rules for you. Special <laughs> Denise Salcedo or whatever, you know. I'm going to put it in my contract. I can curse on these shows at least once. <laughs> um, so I forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I didn't... I didn't, uh, oh my God, I forgot what I was saying. What was I saying, Pete? You were talking about the 
And you didn't think that it was possible that he could buy a Ring of Honor, but then you just started to have the angry be like, maybe he could buy a Ring Okay, of yeah. Honor. So then the announcement was made, and I thought, yeah. oh my god, I'm literally booked for this Supercard of Honor show. And, uh, you know, so I know Sean right away made a joke of like, does that mean Denise is under Tony Khan's payroll? I was yep. like, well, if he's paying for that show from the looks of it, I guess I am. So that was one of those things where I was like, oh my God. But right away, I think a lot of people were like, well, what does this mean? But I just want to clarify, like, I am not signed with Ring of Honor. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just as of right now, I'm just a one-time appearance. So we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know if it's going to lead to more. I hope it does, but I don't know. So what, what I'm hearing is that we're expecting the Denise Alcedo is all elite graphic any day now, right? So I got to tell you, so a couple weeks ago, mm. I changed my username on Twitter to Denise Hollywood Elite Salcedo just to go off of the Hollywood Salcedo gimmick that I've had for like two years now. Sure, and sure. so a lot of people were like, is that why you changed your name to Hollywood Elite? And I'm like, no, I legitimately <laughs> did not freaking know. So pe some people thought I knew. And I'm like, you swear I'm not important. I didn't know. <laughs> why would I know what billionaires are discussing with like major corporations? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not in those conversations. Oh, man. That would yeah. have been... That would have been hilarious, though, if you didn't know beforehand. Imagine. Uh, it, yeah, somebody was like, wow, Denise knew and she didn't tell Sean. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, well, I wouldn't have told him. Like, that would have been, like, weird. Yeah. Um, well, where do you think, like, obviously you have a vested interest in where Ring of Honor goes from from here. Obviously, you're booked with the on the Supercard of Honor show. Do you have any thoughts about where you would want them to go or how you'd want AEW to use them or whether they should even be, like, properly affiliated with AEW or whether it's just going to be... Tony Khan is now also running this other promotion. Like, where where, I, would, where would you want him to go? I honestly think that it would be nice if it was kind of like, you know how you have Dynamite, right? And then you have Rampage where you get some of the, the follow-ups or, you know, mm -hmm. different feuds. But it's all, you know, the same roster, right? I would like that for Ring of Honor. I think that given, like, how stacked the AEW roster is i mean come on like there's so many people that you don't get to see on tv every week or what if they go you know and they get to have you know get to tell more stories on ring of honor now obviously we still don't know what the tv situation is going to look like in terms of the tv deal whether or not where where are we going to be seeing these shows exactly like we don't know just yet so for me i personally think that it would be cool to kind of see it as this third this third um place where more AEW talent can be featured and, you know, somewhat tied into Dynamite and Rampage, just like Rampage is tied into Dynamite and, you know, your dark and your dark elevation. You got people mm -hmm. getting their wins there. When they go to Dynamite, they talk about that. But I do think that would be something pretty cool to see. Uh, the second thing that I think would be cool would be the um, – like the Ring of Honor versus AEW, that would be cool. But I do think the developmental thing, it's kind of like, well, you already have Dark and Dark Elevation, and you've already had so many people there. You have the Nightmare Factory. Like, you have all of these things where, like, that's where you can kind of see that more as, like, a developmental type of thing. So I think I would like to, personally, I would like to see it the way that I mentioned. Yeah. I, I think that's totally fair. And I know that some people have been fantasy booking Ollie that he wants to do the uh the AEW versus Ring of Honor thing. You have a team AEW Ring of Honor invasion, and then you have Punk and Danielson who are on team AEW, they swap sides and now they're on team Ring of Honor and it's this whole thing. And I feel like we really need to temper our expectations because I don't think that's gonna happen. Um I feel like it's gonna be gonna be much more low-key and much similar to a bit of a developmental feeder system. 
I think they genuinely might restructure and rethink Dark and Dark Elevation because I feel like Ring of Honor is going to serve a very similar purpose to that of having more talent. Well, the thing is, Tony Khan loves hiring wrestlers. <laughs> so now he's got a whole promotion that he can fill because the, the AEW roster was getting pretty bloated as it is. So now he's got a whole other promotion. He goes, well, I can fill that one up too. So now he might just might see a bunch more people be all honored. What's it? all elite, but for Ring of Honor? Mm. honored no just yeah. honored by itself just honored all yeah. honor all honor all, all honor. honor yep perfect we'll see a bunch of wrestlers be all honor hollywood kind of elites all right no honor elites there you go honor elite that's it perfect so we might see a bunch of wrestlers all come in under tony khan's wing that just get featured on ring of honor and then you have a bit of crossover you know having a, a cm punk or a brian danielson show up on a ring of honor show unannounced kind of thing is like a big surprise would be really cool just from the history of those two in the promotion or you know or a bunch of other wrestlers they've got on the on their um on the AEW roster to show up on ring of honor would be really really cool but i think it is going to be more of a low-key um a low-key affair with uh with ring of honor and AEW, i don't think it's going to be a you know an industry shifting oh my god this crazy thing is happening i think it's just another solid acquisition for AEW and something that can help build their company for the future rather than focusing on the future of ring of honor more than AEW. i think this is done to help AEW grow rather than to aid ring of honor if that makes sense that's right, what i exactly. see anyway. yeah, yeah 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 i get you yeah um but uh we should probably See what you guys say, maybe, because I don't, I don't know what else there is to talk about. Because what the hell is going on? I don't. We, none we of us know what's happening. Vince McMahon interview. We could talk about the Vince McMahon stuff, Let's sure, because I it. haven't watched it, but I know you did because I saw some. Oh, of okay then. It. If you don't yeah. want to talk about it because you haven't no, seen no, no, it, no, I've, I've, right I've seen me. various clips and I've seen you know some of the big quotes from the show. Uh, but I know, I know you've watched. Uh, I, I saw your your live tweeting yesterday, Denise. So I know you've you've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, it's a bit weird, wasn't it? Vince in 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 full form. It God was down. so strange. Like he came in and he was dressed so like he was dressed pretty like young. I would say like young businessman. He's got the you know the nice blue suit. He got mm -hmm. I think he had like dark denim jeans. I'm not really too sure on what the material was for his bottoms, but he had mm -hmm. sneakers on. I mean the man he looked very fashionable. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He looked great, like fashionable. He looked a lot better than what he normally looks like on Raw. I don't know if it was the mm -hmm. lighting or what, but he didn't look. I think on Raw, there's been times where I'm like, oh, damn, like Vince is getting older. You know, like mm -hmm. that's crossed my mind a few times. Um, So I kind of thought that this interview, I was like, man, I really hope we can even hear him talk during this interview. And so he came out. He was, you know, full of... I would say full of life because more times than I've seen him full of life. <laughs> so he went in and he sat down and uh, at first, like uh, I didn't really know what this was going to be like, but I got to give Pat McAfee a lot of credit because Pat McAfee, asked a lot of questions but the way that he did it it wasn't like directly like what do you think of aw the competition the way that he phrased everything it was kind of like asking like a backdoor question like mm -hmm. getting the question that you really want but also making sure you go in like a different direction by asking it right so and that's one of like the skills that they teach you like in hosting class is like how to like rephrase questions so that so that you you don't directly ask the question you most you want to ask, but you throw it in there and you rephrase it a little bit, right? So that was the skill Pat McAfee brought. But at the same time, the skill that Vince McMahon brought was he was like a politician, you know, like he he'll 
answer your question without answering your question. So while, uh, you know, he'll, when he mentioned like the competition, like AEW, uh, when he mentioned WCW and TNA and all of that, Vince turned it into like, hey, you know, I, I, I love to be, uh, I love confrontation. I love to be confrontational. I relish it. So he was talking more about like who he is and how he feels about confrontation versus saying like, well, this is what I think of AEW, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't say that. Instead, he kind of went about it a different direction. So that was kind of what we got throughout this interview. So Pat McAfee did touch on a lot of things, but and uh, like Saudi Arabia and uh, all of that, right? But then Vince McMahon, you know, he found a way to answer it by answering it a little bit differently. So that was a skill within itself, too. So given that he hasn't been doing these media interviews in forever, he was still very prepared for it. Like, he wasn't like, oh, you caught me off guard. How do I answer this question? He wasn't like that. So he answered it in a way that was, like, protective of, you know, the Vince McMahon character. But you could tell, though, you could tell that he was having a good time with Pat McAfee. There was a moment that kind of got a little deep p i don't know if you saw this clip the mm -hmm. one where he talked about like if he were to die mm -hmm. i yeah. kind of felt a little emotional i'm not gonna lie during that part i was like oh like this is sad because he basically <laughs> kind of got he, pat mcafee even sat down because he's up and you know he's so energetic and he's standing up the entire time and then i forgot how it came up but vince mcmahon basically said that you know, before he goes, he wants to have like at least one second just to like thank people for like being alive and all of this. And Pat McAfee sat down and he he was kind of like, you know, realized that the conversation got a little deep and it did get deep. You could tell that he liked talking about his school days. He told a story about how he showed up to a professor's house and had him change his grade, even though the professor nearly called the cops on him. Uh, he told a bunch of different stories, but he you can tell he liked to talk more about like past stories and like good times versus all like the newsworthy bits like when it came to like Saudi Arabia and AEW he wanted to talk more about like his life stories mm -hmm. that's when he really I think added more depth and more color to the interview and towards the end when Pat McAfee was gonna wrap it up like he was gonna wrap it up it was gonna be done mm -hmm. uh Vince McMahon was like no nah, it doesn't have to be done like and Pat was like all right and I think it ended up going like an extra I don't even know how long after that, like 40, 45 minutes. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He even let Pat McAfee's like co-host ask some questions. He looked like he wanted to be there. And for the most yeah. part, they had a really good vibe. Pat and Vince. I think the, the most interesting bit for me is he clearly loves Pat McAfee, really gets along with him for, for starters. Obviously, I don't think he'd have, he would have agreed to be on the show if he didn't. But just seeing him so like laid back, having just a, like a chat with Pat McAfee is super weird, even if the answers were a bit kind of like skirting around the edges and stuff like that. Um, but I think that the most interesting bit for me is him talking about himself, because Vince McMahon is an enigma. We, I don't understand how his brain works, and I don't think anybody does, right? His, his whole life story, his philosophy on so many different subjects, how he does business and stuff like that, the business decisions that he's made, so much of his, like, and, you know, he, he's got almost like a, a mythical aura around him. When you hear of the stories of how he doesn't like sneezing and he has to be clean-shaven so he can't let the beard win. And, you know, just, like, wild stories that we've got about Vince McMahon. Just seeing him talk about himself more, I think kind of, like, reaffirms all the stuff that you go oh he's crazy awesome yeah no awesome cool um and i think yeah just seeing that side of him because in at the end of the day we know how he feels about AEW. we know how he feels about saudi arabia we're not like it's not going to be some drastic thing where he's going to be like oh yeah I mean, he's going to say something really controversial on this show 
We know how he feels about it. He doesn't need to really like say that. But him talking about himself, that's something we don't know. That's something we can't get from anybody else except Vince because nobody understands him. And him just saying like, you know, that like uh, Laurie put it great because he uh, Laurie did a, a wrap up video straight after the, the interview on the main WrestleTalk channel. And he was saying that he couldn't admit anything that was like a weakness. So he was saying like, oh, I can't show anyone when I get tired. Not that I get tired and had to like clarify to be like, no, I can't even say that sometimes I get tired. It's like, who are you? How do you function? What's happening inside your brain, Vince? That to me is the really like interesting part of this. And I I I I am gonna think I probably tonight I'm just gonna sit down and watch the whole thing and just like soak in the aura of Vince McMahon. Because it is he's 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 a living myth, he's a living legend, this man. I'm yeah. I'm so curious to see like because I'm sure people are going to go through and like dissect some bits. I've seen some people say that he referred to Linda McMahon as his wife at the time, and it's like there was I a moment that was a little weird where I was just like, oh, whatever, kind of flew through yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, I heard yeah. that part. And it, uh, him talking about what was the other bit? Oh, oh, no, I forgot. I just creativity going into a yeah. business, like yeah. not mini meeting, not getting all like that was interesting to me, too. And no lie, I kind of took this advice. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I took some advice yeah. from Vince McMahon during this interview. <laughs> he said, like, even if you're having like the worst, like, sh day ever and you're angry I, I forgot how he said like a funny word right i forgot like up the poops i forgot what he said i, I don't remember <laughs> the direct quote it was like if you're oh, something with a p whatever but he mentioned like being angry right and then he said like even if you're like super like upset and you got a meeting the next the next meeting you go in there and you act normal and you smile and you this and i'm like you know what this is yeah, I'm gonna do that. You know, whenever I'm angry, I'm just gonna pretend I'm not angry. I kind of agreed. I kind of get with him in the terms when he said that he doesn't like people knowing when he's tired. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I don't think I, I I get where he means by that and where he's coming from that. Like, I don't fault him too much on that line. Um, there was one part where he tells like Pat McAfee, like, oh, I don't want like you wouldn't want my brain. Right. Like, kind of saying mm -hmm. like his brain's wild. And Pat McAfee would be like, yeah, I like effing do. Like, are you kidding me? I thought that was funny, too. But there was a moment like even when Vince was talking about why he goes to the gym, he said that he does it for his mental health. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, you mentioned this aura of Vince's. I would have thought Vince doesn't believe in mental health. Like I would have thought that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Again, we don't know. Like just when he said that, it kind of threw me aback when he said like, Hey, like, yeah, I do this for my mental health and for my sanity. And I was like, okay, well, yeah. there you go. That's something new. I learned about Vince McMahon. Fair play. Thought he just liked muscles, you know, like, but apparently not. There was a yeah. lot in there. There was a lot in there. There was to more fair, that I can't think of right now, but there's some good stuff in there. It just you gives brain, you an idea of who he is. Exactly. Yeah. When you have a brain like Vince McMahon's, you got to take care of that because God, there's a lot going on. So you need to like work out to make sure it's still in shape, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, What was the other bit as well? There were a couple of like comments that obviously some people are taking a bit terribly, such Which as one? calling all the, re all the releases dead weight that he cut from the company it's like mm, that's a bit harsh when you're looking at dead weight like keith lee or karen cross or all of hit row and it's like all these people that had like a bunch of potential that you took on the main roster you changed didn't work and then released you're like oh yeah dead weight it's like that's a bit that hard. was a little bit interesting too because yeah here's the thing though that the way that that question was asked and the way that it was answered it wasn't just about the wwe releases it was mm -hmm. kind of like pat asked him about 
making cutthroat decisions, but not, but he included the WWE releases, but he didn't, mm-hmm. but it wasn't just specifically the WWE releases. Yeah. But yeah, when he said the dead weight thing, I was like, oh yeah, people are, you know, this is not going to be something that people want to hear. So I do think like maybe in terms of how that question was answered, it was very generic in the sense of it's business. It's not personal, it's business. Mm-hmm. That yeah. one wasn't so much like insightful, that part. Uh, I think that, but again, he's not going to incriminate himself during this interview and say, well, we wanted to save money or we want to do this, pal. You know, he wasn't going to give us the real truth in that answer. So I think that the it's personal, it's business was the safest response because I feel like a lot of people, at least a lot of people, if you're not listening to everything else where he said the dead weight part, if you just hear the part of it's person, if it's not personal, it's business, a lot of people accept that because mm-hmm. a lot of people in business use that. And it's like the okay saying, like if you were to tell me, hey, Denise, you're out of the show, it's not personal, it's business. I'd be like, all right, it's business. Like, you know, like it's this crutch that I think people use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There were a couple of other interesting bits as well that he mentioned about. Um, he seemed to shoot on his own family, saying that uh, he sees like his other family members. When you're in business with them, you have to look at them as employees, which one, totally fair. It's business. You can't just like treat them favorably or whatever. Makes sense. But then he was saying that he expected more from his family members. It's like, that's a bit harsh, <laughs> considering that Shane McMahon's just been let go and all of Triple H's NXT just been dismantled. Like... Oh, uncomfortable there. I don't know what to say. I feel like, I mean, I wouldn't be able to do that. Probably Mm. your every other day person wouldn't be able to say something like that. But I feel that people that get so ahead in life, I feel like we can't expect them to think the way that we think. No. Like, they're going to be a little bit more cutthroat. They're going to be a little bit more... I don't know what the word is, to be honest, mm-hmm. kind of mess, kind of a little bit messed up. Like they're willing to, you know, do things that maybe your ordinary person wouldn't do. What I did like was all the ribbing on Michael Cole. That was hilarious. That was he did the other not was give that up. up. Did oh. not give that up. There was a part where Pat Mack, where uh, he said like, oh, he's a horrible human being. And then they touched back on him. Pat was like, yeah, you know, he's a good person, blah, blah, blah. And then Vince was like, yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you know why Vince is a little bougie. It was so funny, actually. I, that part made I me laugh. Understand. Like, Michael Cole has been the prototypical, like, WWE guy and just does whatever Vince wants him to do. And Vince is like, oh, yeah, I hate that guy. Like, that's <laughs> so funny that we all, I feel like everybody has that one friend that that's like the friend that gets picked on, or not, not like <laughs> yeah. you get me. Like, there's that one friend yeah. that's always the easy one to like play ribs mm-hmm. on or, you know, joke around with, et cetera. That's just, yeah. that's. For Vince, it's Michael Cole. It's Andy Datsun at Wrestle Talk. See, everybody is. has one. <laughs> everybody has one. Exactly, and it used to be me. Um, anyway, <laughs> you're like, thank um, God, now it's not me anymore. Exactly, right? Oh, I feel like I, it I used to be Lewis too for you guys. Oh yeah, Louis. I mean, Louis still gets picked on. He's not even at Wrestle Talk. It's great. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he brings it on himself with his takes on Twitter. So you know, <laughs> entirely his own doing. We should probably get into some of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Give us your thoughts on 
anything on the Cody AEW stuff, on the Vince McMahon Pat McAfee stuff, on AEW buying Ring of Honor, anything to do with wrestling. We've got Revolution this weekend as well. Hot damn, give us your thoughts on that too. Uh, we've got on here from uh, Cameron Christie, who's been a member for four months. Thank you so much. It says, Teams Danuk versus Panice, the rivalry of the century. Uh, love you guys and keep it up. Also, Cody back to AEW confirmed? I don't know nice anymore. Could be. Also, whose side would you be on if it is Team Danuk versus Team Panice? I need to know what side you'd be on. Denise. Well, that would be a little difficult for me, wouldn't it? Because I would technically be what, what, on both teams. Uh-huh. So, how would you coexist with both me and Luke? I think it'd be very awkward. Mm-hmm. Sure would. That is that's a Vince McMahon answer right there. Um, we got uh, one it's from... not personal. It's business. <laughs> you're from, just uh... dead weight. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Luke you're just <laughs> dead weight. Got to cut you off. It's per. It's not personal. It's business. Mm -hmm. see the thing is what if we actually ends up it's going to be me and luke we'll cut you denise and it will just be me and luke and we'll form team leet afterwards be great. and then i'll just go i'm gonna go all freaking crazy and mm -hmm. be like insane yeah this sounds perfect yeah. and then you'll be all elite afterwards it'll be great yeah. anyway um the bad one jam beard said uh, i think cody coming back to aew to help run the ring of honor company in a similar role uh that triple h had when he was running nxt would be his best option it would allow him to pick and choose his wrestling feuds and let him be head booker uh so possibly like i i, I don't know if cody should be including himself as a as a wrestler though i think he if he is going to have that kind of like triple h role he shouldn't be involved in yeah. the show yeah that was something Vince talked about too mm -hmm. you know choosing to be in back of the camera where all the action is and not being able to be like a dual role he talked about that so yeah that applies to this yeah who are you sure. texting pete i'm sorry my 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 partner is calling my phone and oh <laughs> I'm, I'm live right now. i was like who are you texting pete you're on the job you're on <laughs> you're on the clock <laughs> <laughs> um matt carney says uh binary choices are somewhat reductive so out of these four quantum choices how would you describe cody's run in aew good bad good bad good bad i myself good, feel bad. somewhat good bad uh his influence was undeniable yet his narcissism was annoying apparently sorry uh, now my phone's you, blowing up are you texting on the job denise I just got a really important text, actually, from my mom. So sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I read the first line. I'll, I'll finish reading it afterwards. Okay. <laughs> this is karma. I'm always <laughs> giving you sh And then the same thing happened to me. <laughs> sorry, I'm aware I'm on the clock. I love it. Um, Chance25 uh, said, how to cover my thoughts on all of this in 255, well, they say words, 255 characters, I think. Uh, Jesus, the most interesting thing to me is the Ring of Honor Cody news, because with people talking about Cody wanting to have his own Cody-verse, what better way to do that than to give him his own promotion? Or he could go into the metaverse. Oh, oh, I just God. learned what that was, by the way. I didn't know what metaverse was until yesterday. I didn't know what it was until a couple of weeks ago, and it's not good. I it's don't know. I'm still confused. I feel like I don't know enough. I got to learn more. I got to educate myself. It's just, it's VR chat, which has been around for years, but they're just rebranding it and being like, oh, you could do this. And it's like, we can already do that. It exists. I've never been on VR chat. Like, I'm not even on Discord. I don't even know what that is. I mean, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you're not really missing out that much. It's, 
Discord's fine, but Discord hates me because anytime I'm on a video call on Discord, I can't turn my webcam on for no reason. Anytime I turn it on, everything just crashes on Discord. It's the worst. No idea. Sort it out, Discord. I'm blaming you and not me for some reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, Thomas Shevlin said, uh, did Pete and Denise notice Vince referring to Linda as my wife at the time and catching himself? Also, he wasn't wearing a wedding ring during the Pat McAfee interview. I didn't look at his hands. I don't look at people's hands. Is that weird? Yeah. I didn't notice that. They're no, still married, right? They're married. No, they're still married. From yeah. what I know, they're still married. I mean, yeah. I mean, unless you get tinfoil hat conspiracy time and maybe they've divorced. I don't, I don't know. No. I don't know. We'll wait and we're see. We're not going to find out, are we? <laughs> they don't want that being public. Ring? I don't think out. I've ever seen Vince McMahon's wedding finger. No. No, I, ha I haven't studied it in detail, you know. Me either. I, I just don't look at that type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly, uh, our resident Alexa Bliss stan, said, uh, Hi, Team Panice. How you doing? What do you think is happening with Alexa Bliss? There we go. Because uh, they can find matches for all these celebrities, but no room for one of our most over-true superstars. Uh, uh, one of the most over-true superstars you've got. Uh, did you see Panic when she just said she loves her fans? I did see that. She just said, I want everybody to know or something that I love you. So, something very simple. Yeah. Maybe we're reading too much. When I read that, it did kind of feel a little bit out of nowhere. But mm -hmm. it's not like I'm religiously following Alexa. Like, I follow her on Twitter. I've been following her forever, right? But I don't think I religiously see her tweets. And that mm -hmm. one popped up on my timeline. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. But, I, but I, maybe we could be reading too much into it. But given the fact that she's like, Beside the therapy stuff, she hasn't been on TV. I don't think they didn't do the therapy session this week. I didn't watch Raw last week. I don't know if they did it last week. And I do think they did it the week before that. So, and then also she didn't get to come out in her hometown. That was another thing. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe she's upset. Could be. I know she she did a, a tweet. Someone tweeted her uh, who was at Raw. And they took a picture of them at Raw being like, where's Alexa? And she said, she did a shrug emoji. And then said, where's Alexa? So, like, I could see her being yeah. upsetty about not being used. I hope that I, Alexa Bliss is like literally my favorite. And like, I've been one of the few people that have defended this like terrible gimmick that everybody hated. And while like I didn't love it either, I still respected Alexa Bliss for doing it and oh. giving her full like 1000% effort. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I hope that it's not one of those like Bray situations. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think anyone has been critical of Alexa in the role because she's been doing a fantastic job with the character. It's just that the character's really bad. Yeah. So yeah. It just sucks. So no one's really into it, which is a shame. But you know uh, they're going to blame her. They're not going to blame the creative around it. They'll probably I blame her. I mean, I feel like we at least who have been reviewing the shows have been quite open in saying we don't blame Alexa for this. We blame the creative surrounding it and the character that she's inherited because it's bad and yeah. sucks. But she's been very good in the role. I love um, Alexa Bliss. I feel like there's so much still untapped potential with her. So much. She is somebody that there is no reason why she shouldn't be like Sasha Banks getting these kick-ass roles outside of mm -hmm. WWE. I don't she's somebody that should be, you know, doing media interviews like Becky and Charlotte. She should be up there without a doubt. She's got the personality. She's got the presence, the charisma. She's got a great look, a phenomenal look. She's got everything. Yeah, I agree. I think she's great. Uh, Mr. CJ Lilly continues. 
still talking about Alexa Bliss, saying, uh, and if she does leave, where's she going? I feel like she'll head to Hollywood rather than another company. Uh, really hope she gets a match or something at WrestleMania, because otherwise this year's a bust for me. Uh, and why does she not get the IWC support like others? I think she does. You think she does? I don't know. Does she? I feel like she does. I don't... I... I feel like a lot of people can appreciate that she is good, you know? I don't know. I feel like she gets a lot of negativity. She gets, I think she's like in the middle. Like she gets, she doesn't get as much negativity as Charlotte. Like you mentioned Charlotte's name on Twitter. Expect unfavorable comments. Like off the bat. You mentioned, uh, it's, yeah, she's not like, she's not on the Charlotte flair portion where she's getting all this hate, but she's also not, you know, your Sasha Banks, your Naomi's who are getting like tons of love. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's fair. I think she gets probably the two extremes. She gets a lot of hate and she also gets a lot of love at the same time. So yeah. It's like two extremes rather than like down the middle. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeff Mancini said uh, Pat McAfee versus Corey Graves in a Michael Cole on a pole match should main event WrestleMania. That would be hilarious. Well, no, I said that it should be Vince McMahon versus that microphone because he kept like knocking it over. I think at one point he was just like, ah. <laughs> 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 he kept knocking over that that microphone stand. That was funny. Yeah. What an idiot. Um, Will Campbell <laughs> says, uh, like Pete said, it's clear that Vince really likes Pat McAfee and is comfortable in his presence. Also, I have to say that Pat handled the interview excellently. Vince is known as a notoriously super difficult and volatile interview, and Pat nailed it. Yeah, totally he, did, he did nail it. He did nail it. He had a good chemistry. He didn't seem like, he seemed like relaxed throughout the whole thing. Uh, really good at just like vibing off of who Vince McMahon is and respecting. And there was one part too where Vince kept, I mean, no, sorry, Pat McAfee kept thanking him. Like he kept saying like, I, I can't believe you're here. Thank you so much. <laughs> this mm-hmm. and that. Bless his heart, right? And Vince McMahon was just like, I'm not a fan of Pat's in the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then later on in the interview, he kept thanking him. And then Vince was just like, oh, like this guy needs <laughs> to chill, you know? Like you could see the, the the thing going behind. Like I like you, but stop mm-hmm. thanking me. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that makes a lot of sense. I feel like that's a common thing. Um, Mayor of Painesville Dan says, uh, "Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. Uh, I cannot be there live today because it is time for the greatest wrestling spectacle on planet Earth. WXW 16 Carat Gold is this weekend. Most stupendous. Hashtag 16 Carat is very important. We are thinking of you there." I hope you have fun, Dan. I know you love WXW, and I know you love 16 Carat in particular, so I hope you have a great time. Should be some good wrestling. Normally is. Um, Marcel uh, Marcel Dura also comes in to say, at this moment, Dan and I are waiting for the doors to open at WXW 16 Carat, and if Cody doesn't make a surprise appearance, I don't know what he's doing with his life. Uh, wish you all nothing but the best, and peace and safety for those in need. Uh, thoughts with Ukraine. I forgot about the t- the time difference. I was like, why is everybody at a wrestling show at 9 a.m. in the morning? And I was like, oh, wait, it's like 5 for you guys, right? It's nearly 5 for us, and it's 6 o'clock in Makes Germany. Sense. Where, yeah. yeah, for a second, I was like, damn, y'all show up early. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Van Twinblade said, hey, guys, uh, at, mm, mm, at STL versus the world on April 30th, Tutu Lim will face Deonna Perazzo, also Cody to MLW. I would doubt it personally i think that cody wants something bigger now he's got all his media appearances he's got the go big show and he has rose to the top and he has all this stuff i think he's either going to do wwe aew or he's going to have a role in like a, a ring of honor aew type thing and i i don't i can't see him just doing like an indie circuit 
for example. I'd, yeah, I'd I agree that. with that. That would be a little bit too 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 out there for me. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, we've got a few last-minute chats here from the bad one, Jam Beard, that said, uh, "So this isn't really a Cody question, more so for Denise. Now that you pretty much, <laughs> now that you pretty much work for AEW with Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor, are you personally hoping this may lead to uh, something for you to do uh, something on a for AEW on TV?" So here's my thing. Like I think a lot of people have been asking me. Well, I had a couple of people ask me on my post show directly after Dynamite, and my whole thing is, I really love my job. I really mm-hmm. love working media. I really love, you know, being that person that's on post shows and creating content and doing interviews. And I love working with every promotion. And I'll just say that, like, I'm open for anything. My goal is my goal has been now for years to be on television. That's always been, you know, my goal. But I don't necessarily want to. How do I say it? Like, I'm not going to give up everything that I've been working for. For like one thing, like if if I ever make a decision to like leave my podcasting world, leave my interviews, leave everything that I've been working for. I mean, it's got to be like something amazing, right? Like it's got to be worth it. And I just I've put so much work into this and this is where my heart is at. And so for me, it would just really just depend. But I would I, I, you know, I have personal goals that I want to accomplish I don't know if they'll happen. We'll see. I'll just keep mm-hmm. working. I just keep working. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever keep happens, working. happens. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, Yoko Littner said, yolks are good for you. They have cholesterol, but they're perfectly fine to eat. Stop with the egg white hippie nonsense. Welcome to Los Angeles, by the way. <laughs> egg, like, there's people that don't even eat egg whites here. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah. egg whites are supposed to be the healthier alternative. I only eat egg whites. Supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, sure. that's what they say. <laughs> that's what the what the health experts say. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> since everyone at WrestleTalk, oh sorry, this is from Tails P that said, since everyone at WrestleTalk loves Pokemon, do you love Pokemon, Denise? God no. All right. Sorry. Is that too aggressive? Have you guys seen the no? Owl World trailer? If so, what do you think? No, I haven't, Soz. I I think I've covered this with Adam and with Luke, and I need to cover it with you now, Pete. I'm not a nerd. You know, see, the thing is, I believe you, but also, you do cover wrestling for a living. That's that's the sad part. Everybody has the same comeback. Wrestling (laughs) is my one nerdy thing. That's it. Just wrestling. That's where I draw the line. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. Yeah, you've I'm, got, I'm you've not... got a nerd inside you, Denise. No, there's no nerd inside of me. Nope, I refuse. I... <sighs> don't buy it. I don't buy it. I, there is nobody out there. I challenge anybody to not have some part nerd inside them. Yeah, my part nerd is wrestling. That's it. That, Denise. Is this one bone? <laughs> <laughs> one bone. One wrestling, wrestling nerd bone. bone. That's it. But yeah, that's, that's where my, like, that's, that's the only one. That's it. I don't, I'm not into like, I'm not really like into like nerd culture. That's just, it's not me. Sure. I still don't buy it, Denise. You get something, <laughs> something there. We're, we're going to explore this at some point. Uh, audio. I don't want to be like a faker, like a poser and be like, oh yeah, I'm totally into Marvel and mm-hmm. board games and Pokemon yeah. and Pikachu. Are they the same? Aren't they the same person? Pokemon and Pikachu? <laughs> Are they the same person? <laughs> or wait. 
But you get me? Like, I'm not that person. Uh, yep. Yeah. They, you know what, Denise? They are the same person. You're right. The little yellow guy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Pikachu is a little yellow guy. That's correct. Um, I'm going to get mad. Audio Flesh says, <laughs> uh, Luke Owen to all Panice wrestling confirmed. Uh, ROH Trio's titles look interesting after the bye. Death Triangle, Knights of the Black Throne, thoughts? Also, who do you think is a worthy opponent for McAfee? Thoughts on WWE pulling away from Russia? Sure. Um, so I think the big thing is, I think a lot of people are thinking it's going to be Austin Theory. So mm -hmm. what about this? What if it is Cody? What if Cody does go to WWE and it's Cody versus Pat McAfee? Is that too out there? Is that too crazy? Do I sound like a conspiracy theorist? I, I mean, sure. Do I the sound is, delusional? I would I would say when when the reports came in that it was going to be Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania, my thought was like, okay, but why though? And I feel like if Cody went to have a match with Pat McAfee at WrestleMania, my reaction would be, okay, but why though? I got it. You want to know the why? Mm. They can argue. Who is more mainstream? Who is more Hollywood mainstream? <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of. You know, Pat has his, his podcast and, his, you know, the NFL stuff and all of that good sure. stuff, right? Cody Rhodes could be like, yeah, well, I'm on a game show. <laughs> I have a reality show. I don't know. I'm trying to think of an idea here. That's my best idea. It's real bad. Um, uh... Okay. But let me ask you a question. Mm. Do you put it past WWE to do my bad idea? No. Exactly. Can... Yeah. There you go. Play. That's my WWE brain talking. There you go. You should be hired for creative, clearly. Um, I understand the product. <laughs> I understand I mean, the brand. As we saw in Fantasy Booking Warfare, Denise, you are a supreme fantasy I booker. Am. You'd be great Fabulous. at it. Yeah. Um, Dartrain24 said, Team Panice, wow, best team name ever. Not just the team name, but best team ever. Let's get back on, on record. Luke's Thank rolling you. over right now. Mm -hmm, he is. Uh, he's on holiday. Doesn't matter. Um, he's always on holiday. Can we please talk about that? Why is Luke yeah. always on holiday? Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Oh, the thing is, it's not always holiday. He is also sometimes it's just kind of busy. Uh, or he's taking time back from working other stuff at like weekends or whatever. But it's a lie. He's on holiday. All the he's time. on holiday right now. Yeah. He sent me a very cute picture, though, because he said he was going to go swimming. And then he sent me a picture of him and his daughter. He was hold holding his daughter in the water kind of thing, swimming together. And I was like, well, that's adorable. I thought you were going to say he sent you a picture of him in his like, his, his like swimming gear, his <laughs> swim trucks. <laughs> and I know that in Europe, you guys get a little bit more like showy. And you guys, I've seen dudes in Europe in like their little thongs. Mm -hmm. like, we don't yeah. do that here. Like, let me just emphasize that's not a thing here in the U.S. Like, you wear your you wear your trunks, bro, or mm -hmm. else everybody's gonna look at you all weird. Yeah, man. I mean, we don't even do that in the U.K. That is definitely a, like a like a mainland Europe thing. Okay, got that's it. A, that's a very European style uh -huh. thing. And so we're, I was like, kind of being a little bit rude by putting you guys all in the same box, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Brexit happened, Denise. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> My bad. I see Europe and I see you guys all in one little bucket. <laughs> um, 
Pedro Sereno said, uh, we all know that Vince is going to put Cody in a blood feud with Triple H in a sledgehammer on a pole match, and it'd be really interesting if Tony placed Ring of Honor shows on Tuesday, so it battles NXT 2.0. I wonder what Vince would do if that happened. Um, I personally am not too keen to see another Tuesday night war between Ring of Honor and NXT 2.0. It's been impacts already on a Tuesday, so like that's a lot of wrestling on a Tuesday. Um, but like, sure, yeah, you can Thursday. do it, everyone. Huh? Impacts on Thursday. Is it on Thursday? When Impact did they move that? It was definitely on a Tuesday before, right? Like recently. No, it was on Thursday. What, what am I getting confused with? I was going to say, are we like, what's now? going on? <laughs> do we have something different viewings? I don't know. Hold on. No, don't it make me look like an idiot. I know this because it's my one day off. And it's the one people are always like, why don't you cover Impact? It's my one day off. Hold on. When I'm telling you, it's on Thursdays. I know it's on Thursdays now. But like, when did they move it? They definitely moved it. That I don't remember. I have the memory of a Okay, okay, okay. I'm not going crazy because someone in the chat has said they moved it. When NXT went to Tuesdays, they've moved it to Thursdays. Which makes sense. Uh, you know what? I always I remember it being on Thursday proves, recently. But I'm taking it. All right. I'm okay. Well, it. it's on Thursdays it. now. Yes, it is. That's correct. They did move it. Oh my God. Sorry. I just remembered. Thank you. Thank you to the person you... in the chat. I'm not crazy. All right. There you go. I. But you're yeah. not up to date, Pete. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's only you may so not much be crazy, but you're not up to date. The, I, the problem is I've got too much nerd stuff in my brain that I don't have room for all the other wrestling stuff. That's what it is. Gotta pick one nerd fandom. That's it. Mm. And stick. Yep, what's your, it. like, besides wrestling, what's your... I know that Adam is, like, board games. I know that Luke loves Ghostbusters. Mm. What's, like, your thing? Dungeons and Dragons. That's my thing. Oh, that's, like, really nerdy, huh? Mm-hmm. Sure is. I oh, watched yeah. The Big Bang Theory. It seemed nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was that that was a shot right through here, Denise. <laughs> oh, they just made Dungeons and Dragons look really nerdy. Like I remember thinking, like, everything looks nerdy. And the, the thing is, they try and say that it. The, I'm gonna get in a rant about Big Bang Theory now. I love they that show. And, it's one of my they, favorite shows. It's so funny. So they they try and claim that the show is like you know we're representing the nerds out there and it's sort of a show for all the nerdy people but they just point and laugh at the nerdy stuff the whole time that's the show but it's funny no it isn't denise yeah it is Uh, it's not though is it it's really not it is oh. funny. It's great. I mean, that's the reason why I know about this Dungeons and Dragon business. It's because mm-hmm. of the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Has it made you want to play it? Hell freaking no, because it's for yeah. nerds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All the Dungeons and Dragon people, fans are going to come after me. I'm just looking at the chat and everyone's like, Denise. <laughs> what? I'm so- Okay, I get. Here's the problem. Here's the big problem. I think that a lot of the Wrestle Talk audience is very into a lot of the same stuff you guys are. And oh, I'm not. I come from like a different background. Like I represent the small minority here in Wrestle Talk that isn't into board games and video uh-huh. games and all of that good stuff. I'm I'm let down by Team Police. You know what? I'm gonna take Team Police off the screen. <laughs> I don't want it anymore. I'm sorry. It's just super like nerdy, but like in a (laughs) nice way. 
What's wrong with being nerdy, Denise? Nothing's wrong with being nerdy. But I will say this. It wasn't until I started working on WrestleTalk that I ever met anybody that was really into like board games and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very happy you guys have opened my eyes into a whole new world. And I accept accept your nerd culture. You've opened my eyes. Because before I legitimately was like, who are these people? Where do they live? Never heard of them. Oh man, I'm <laughs> I'm feeling things. So Denise, yes. uh, the last time that we did a Team Police show, uh, I believe I introduced you to the word uh, the the world that was Wordle. I believe that's what we did. Have you ever done Wordle since? No, but I will tell you what I did do. I what played. Wait, is it Wordle? Okay, so it'd be Taylor. I can't say it. Taylordle. So there's a Taylor Swift version of Wordle. It's called Taylordle or Taylordle. Do you have to guess her songs? No. So it's like little. Well, the words are you know words that would be associated with Taylor Swift and things that Taylor Swift likes. That's and popular. that's. Okay. And so then at the end, it's like a Taylor Swift related word. Like, it's give me amazing. some examples. What, what's a Taylor Swift related word? Give me some examples. Okay. So if you're thinking of like, I think one of the words that they had was like scarf. One of them was like maple because she likes fall and all of that type of stuff. So it depends on, you know, I'm trying to think of more five letter words and I'm blanking right now. More five letter words. Sure. Um, is archer a five letter word? Yeah. Like That's things true. like that. Like, you know, words that are either songs, songs that she's uh, used or mm-hmm. words that she uses in her lyrics or things that mm-hmm. she likes. It, it, it It's a lot. But if you're a Taylor yeah. Swift fan, you'll get it. I feel like you have to be a very specific kind of Taylor Swift fan. Not like, oh, I enjoy Taylor Swift's music kind of fan. Like, I love Taylor Swift, the person kind of. Yes. Fan. You got to be like fully like engulfed in Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. Mm. and i am that fully sounds... engulfed in taylor swift i'm not gonna lie that sounds pretty intense yeah it's great it's like what would you call this is this is not nerd culture what would you call it uh Pop i mean it kind of is but also you're, you're nerd just... culture but for like taylor swift yeah so standing. hey nerd i'm what a tay nerd you're 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 standing someone that's what you're doing yes exactly i'm a stan I'm a fan girl. I'm a, I'm a major stan. And I follow all of the other stan accounts too. Like, oh. I, okay, so get this. I follow on Twitter 1,264 mm-hmm. accounts. I would say 800 of them are like Taylor Swift fan pages. That is, that has blown my mind. What? I feel like, or fan pages or fans, maybe even a little bit more than 800. <laughs> you would think it'd be all wrestling. No, I follow a bunch of the fans. How many people do I follow on Twitter total? Because I know it's going to be less than that. 505 people total. And that's already too many. Oh, man. Like, my timeline's a bit too full. Like, there's some accounts I'm like, why do we even follow you? Like, I don't even care that much. And a lot of that is me just following a lot of wrestlers. Not necessarily because I like them, but because, you know, wrestling news, you get a lot of, like, wrestlers tweeting announcements or whatever. So, like, 800, Denise. 
Yeah, I think that's around the number. Because I follow the accounts. I follow, you know, people that are fans and they post some good stuff too. So I like, or I follow like other fan accounts too, but they're, they're associated with like Taylor Swift too. So for example, I follow like Selena Gomez fan accounts. Why? Because she's Taylor Swift's best friend and also loves Selena Gomez. So I follow her fan accounts too. So I follow like the Lana accounts. I, I follow a lot of like fan accounts, the Olivia fans. Like it's all like a whole like little thing. Sure. Yeah, no, sound, sound, sounds great. So you, so you openly admitted just then that you're, you're a stan of, yes. of Taylor Swift and all that. Yes. So do you know where that term comes from? Yeah, the Eminem song. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happens to Stan in the Eminem song? He commits suicide. Sure does, and kills his pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. So you want to emulate that? That's, no, that's what you're aspiring <laughs> but to. Now it's completely taken on its own meaning, and now a stan is just like a big fan. Oh, I hate I I personally, Denise, from an outside yes. perspective, and I'm not meaning this in a very personal attack. I can't stand stan culture. I. But why not? It's the exact same it. thing as nerd culture. But it's not though, because you're yeah, either are you not one upset? specific person. We're not idolizing just one specific person. I'm idolizing a bunch of specific people and I'm <laughs> idolizing their work. So it's like, for example, what are you a big fan of? Well, you said you're into like that Indeed. Dungeons and Dragons stuff. It's sure. the same thing. It's now, but instead it's music that happens to be sung by one person. Yeah. But the thing is when you're doing like the Taylor Taylor or whatever it was, it's That's a fun game. The person rather than the product. That yeah, but making, it's not right? questions like what toothpaste does Taylor Swift use? They're not questions like that. I mean, the, this I feel is like what it I wouldn't think. be out of the this question. Is a big difference. And I'm about to bring this up right now, Pete. I'm about okay, to pull you on something here. The big difference is that when it comes to stand culture, a lot of the fans are the majority of them are female fans. And mm-hmm. that's why it's seen as less than because it's a female audience and people are like, oh no, it's unhealthy for young girls to be fans of this, this, and that. But when it's like for guys, it's like, oh, you're a big fan of, you know, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, it's okay because it's not one person, but it's literally like being a fan of anything else, being a Taylor Swift fan, being a, 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 a Olivia Rodrigo fan, a Billie Eilish fan. It's all the same thing as being a wrestling fan, as being a fan of a game, as being a fan of this. But a lot of people don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But it should be seen that way. And I know this because I'm a part of all of those uh, fandoms. And I know what the fandoms are like. And I will tell you something. Mm-hmm. Wrestling fans are more obsessive than Taylor Swift fans. All right. And oh, that's saying a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a whole lot. So, and that's not. And here's the thing. Like wrestling fans, that's for like a bunch of people. Right. And the sport and everything. So how yeah. does that make it more? Like there's people out there that literally go all freaking crazy over wrestling right and they get into mm-hmm. fights and things get all yeah. brutal okay that doesn't happen in, in taylor swift fandom we're all just like mm-hmm. we love this song we love this lyric because it relates to our life and things that we've been through and we appreciate the artist so how is it worse to be a stan of uh for example a taylor swift than it is to be a hardcore wrestling fan i think for me Pete, welcome it, to my it, world <laughs> for me it boils down it's to a double standard that's it what is. it is I'm not denying that for a second. People being obsessive about anything I can't stand. 
people being obsessed about one specific thing i i just don't get on board with and especially when it comes to individual people like people idolizing celebrities as like role models and stuff it's like don't do that that's why not why not because people are very multifaceted people have a lot of stuff going on and a lot of the decisions that celebrities make are poor ones i would say okay so People should not look up to celebrities as the be-all and end-all. Oh my god, they're the greatest thing in the world. I need to mo- I need to model my life around this person that I think is great. So let me tell you something. Mm. If you're so me, I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I've been a Taylor Swift fan yeah. since I was 14 years old. Now, Taylor Swift is one of the most accomplished women in her field. One of the most accomplished oh. artists, not just women. Um, that motivates me to be super mm-hmm. accomplished in my life and my career. So how is that a bad thing when she's influencing people like me and other people to pursue their dreams and work extra hard? Because here's the thing, like if you know what you know about Taylor Swift, she's a very, very hard worker and mm. people associate that with her. But on top of that, so like why like you know she's a cat maniac i haven't gone out and bought a bunch of cats but i (laughs) take that piece of taylor swift where it's like she's a hard worker i want to be a hard worker too now granted Mm -hmm. that was something that was always in me but maybe it was like seeing somebody go through um seeing somebody um you know, do something like that. It inspires you. It's more of an inspiration. For example, whenever I get all of these negative comments on social Mm -hmm. media and I'm like, oh my God, like this is so hard sometimes, blah, blah, blah. I think to myself, okay, who is the person you look up to? Taylor Swift. You think she's the greatest thing since sliced bread? Yes, I do. Okay. So many people freaking hate her. Right. And you don't get Mm -hmm. it because she's great. You love her. Right. So then I think to myself, okay, if I if I see this for Taylor Swift and she still gets shit, then and she handles it in a really nice, respectable manner, so can you. And that mm-hmm. inspires me. So I think that a lot of people have this like, well, there is psychos out there that have like this work mentality where they like want to be the person and be inside their skin. I would mm-hmm. say that the majority of the fans, they don't want to wear the person's skin. They mm-hmm. want to just, you know. Be, uh, they, they see something in themselves that they already have and they see it in the celebrity that they like. So it's more of a connection slash inspiration type of thing versus like, oh my God, you know, she blinked. I can't believe it. I need her eyelashes. Like, no, I would mm-hmm. not want Taylor Swift's eyelashes. Yeah. You get me? Like, it's one of those things where I think it's very misconstrued where a lot of people think that because you're idolizing someone that you want to eat, sleep and breathe them. That's not mm-hmm. necessarily the case. And keep in mind that I'm a big Taylor Swift fan girl, and mm. I still don't want to go, you know, bathe in her bath water. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what, I, that's what I feel like. I honestly feel that people have this big, like, misunderstanding of what it is to be a fan of something. Especially, yeah. like, a person. Yes. And uh, for me, the difference comes in that distinction between being a fan and being a stan of something. Because to me, that, that that that's like the extreme But they only call it a fan because know? it's just become a normalized term. It's That's sure. all it is, just a normalized term. It's like, oh, it's stan culture. But it's just a normal little, like, term. It's just been thrown around so much. Like, when it's thrown around, nobody is thinking, like, yeah, it derived from the song that Eminem did. But nobody mm-hmm. is thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to go kill myself because Obviously. I wrote Taylor Swift 100 letters and she didn't respond, you know? Sure. Like, nobody. Yeah is thinking time so like i feel like yeah well the word was birthed out of negative connotations it was mm-hmm. not it's not what you're normally like it's not what you think yeah, when you're sure. seeing like oh, i'm a taylor swift stan and of course being inspired by someone is not a bad thing at all. right of exactly course. take inspiration oh, yeah. from, from everything right that's, that, that's totally, i understand that 
Like, you I'm didn't not, even start it early I'm, in the morning. I know, I'm sorry. I should do like a whole video on this. <laughs> Time to stop bearing stands, okay? And this is why. <laughs> Sit down. This is my TED talk. <laughs> Inspired this is my stand by talk. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go back and take notes on what I said because I already forgot everything. Yeah, I said. <laughs> I'll send you like this after. And you can <laughs> go back and listen to this again. But yeah, I don't disagree with you, Denise. I'm Thank just saying you. The, just want to be the, heard, Pete. Yes, I. It's the extreme version that I don't like, and for me, that the, the dungeon yeah. was, yeah. was what encompassed the extreme Are version. Are there extreme of it, Dungeons and Dragons fans? Probably. Yeah, like people that maybe think they really are living the game in real life. Ooh. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't heard of it myself because I'm not part of that. Coach, I just really like the game. <laughs> I, but I'm not in as insane enough to think that D&D is like the only tabletop role-playing game. Or like I have to live my life by D&D or whatever. Right. I just really like the game. And I take inspiration from it. And it helps me as a person. It's all it's good. It's good stuff. But if... You what you know, I mean? If, huh? You see what I mean? Yeah, totally. But yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a stand for D and D. Right, I'd but like that's it. because you don't want to be a stand for anything, though. Probably, yeah. But yeah, I just don't feel the need to do that. I just like stuff. <laughs> I like the things I like. That's it. See, you haven't found that one thing, though. I feel bad for you, Pete. You need to find that one thing that you're like, D &D oh my god, I love thing, this. This is it. This is my. This is peak Pete. I mean, to be fair, D and D is that thing for me. See, you're just not letting yourself really really uh, embrace it you're not embracing who peach true identity are you sure about that yes. i could talk about dnd for days Denise, you see what I, mean? I won't embrace it embrace it it's who you are it's okay <laughs> be who you are. be who you were born to be and i will be all the characters that i play in dnd as well it's gonna be great um anyway Denise, we should probably wrap the show up. That got intense. Thank you so much, Denise, for joining me on this show. Um, I hope you'll be back and don't hate me now. That's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Team Panice, still strong. Still strong. Still hard. Yeah. Still hard. Still, still hard. Still strong. <laughs> That's terrible. That's awful. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll be back with loads more content soon. Loads more uh, reviews and stuff coming up soon. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 